this time on the Fountains Fellowship Fort Worth podcast. In today's age of instant gratification, choosing to have discipline when faced with a choice between a healthy option and an unhealthy one can seem extremely difficult. If we wish to live a life without regrets, we need to focus on what we want most and not just on what we want now. In the third part of our I Choose series, Pastor Samuel outlines this concept and reminds us that the thing we want most is our eternal prize in heaven. Here's Pastor Samuel. Welcome today. We are so thankful that you're here today. You guys excited to be in church today? Someone say okay. Hey, uh, let's give Jesus a hand clap this morning. Come on, everybody. We celebrate Jesus today as we come to the what we call the house of God. Welcome to the cafetorium at the local school. We're so thankful that you're here. We're excited about our next step. Coming up in August of this year, we'll be moving over to our brand new, all our own building coming up. We're very excited. Yeah, come on. We have been encouraged this year to take steps in that direction, to invest and invite, to get to know people, to invest in people around us, and we're very excited. And over this month of January, we decided to talk about some decisions that we are going to make, decisions that we are going to choose um, that are better maybe than other decisions that we could easily choose this year. The first week, we talked about purpose over popularity. Purpose. We're going to choose purpose over trying to be popular, right? Purpose will lead us and guide us. It's awesome. Last week, we talked about surrender over control. It's easy to try to control everything and everyone, but we want to surrender to what God wants for us. Someone say, okay. This week, we're going to talk about a great topic because we really believe that, that your choices have uh, caused you to be at this point in your life today. And the choices that you make going forward will dictate your future. And it is important that we choose God's plan and God's way over everyone else's. Someone get me another microphone. I'm going to abandon this and throw this into over the mountains into the sea of forgetfulness. Someone say, okay. Praise God. Oh my goodness. I just got saved all over again. Praise God. I love, I love this. We're in a school. If I could throw this, I won't because I, I'm, I'm all about saving money. Praise God. God is good with a good microphone. So today we're going to talk about choices. We're going to talk about another choice today that will help change you and change your life. Can I start with a quick story? All right, as long as you're agreeable, we'll have a great time. You agree to everything I say, and it's all good, right? Because it's whoever has the microphone, right? Okay, your, your time is coming. Thank you, Hot Dog, I hear that. Uh, quick story I've told you guys before, but I think it sums up what we're going to talk about today. My, my parents took me to the mall. Yes, I went to the mall, and I got a new pair of jeans. You remember this, right? My parents are going to remember. They're going to be amen in me all day long. So I went, and, and I got home, and I was so pumped up about these new pair of jeans. Thank you, sweet thing. And uh, I got these new pair of jeans, and, and I wanted to go show all of my friends new pair of jeans. And this might not work either, but, you know, I'm about to just shout you down. 
right? Uh, we're just going to fight through it. Praise God. Can I have another mic? Like, I'll take four of them. I am the president today. Like, I'll have one in each hand. Uh, uh, thank you. Good Lord. Does this one work? This one sounds equally as good. We're just going to, we're going to be here all day. The game does not start to, in fact, the Cowboys, if you didn't know, are not even in the playoffs anymore. So who cares, right? Amen. All right. All right. So we're going to fight through this. So I got a new pair of jeans and I went home and I wanted to show all of my friends. My parents said, no way you're going to go out and play and wreck those things. You will not be able to wear those jeans. And, uh, and I said, but please, please, I got to show my friends to love them, right? I'll be cool. And so my mom, for some reason, said, okay, well, I went out with all my buddies riding our bikes. We went over to these little concrete irrigation ditches. And for some of you that remember this, you'll remember. And all of a sudden, we thought it was a good idea to start sliding down these little, these asphalt irrigation ditches on our rear ends. And so we're sliding up and down these things, and then... All of a sudden, a light bulb goes on in my head, and I reach around and feel the backside of my pants, and I had ripped off both pockets clear down to almost my underwear, and I immediately did what all of you would do. I started to cry, like, and it was the longest bike ride home, friends. I cried and whimpered all the way home. It felt like forever. And I walked in the door, and I had completely shredded my jeans in that moment of being a boy. And it was the worst. Feeling. I remember walking in. My mom had paid a lot of money for these brand-new pants. And I remember it was, the, 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 it was the, the conversation that we had a lot. Like, what were you thinking? Like, how could you? I told you. And, and I'm, I'm liking this to this story today because we're talking about discipline over regret. I regretted a lot that day. And friends, had I had a little discipline, things would have been different. And today we're going to talk about choosing discipline, right, over regret. Now, let me tell you something about life, friends. There is pain in life. There is pain in discipline, and there is pain in regret, both equally, uh, and some more than others. But, but today, we're going to talk about the fact that there is pain, and we're going to choose today which pain we're going to endure. Now, the Bible tells us in John 16, he says here, in this world, you and I and everyone around you will have trouble, Right? That's assured. That, that, that is something that we have all, if we've lived in this life for any amount of period of time, have suffered in pain with one thing or another. And there are, there's some pain that we, we have no control over. Somebody passes away. Some, some, somebody that we love betrays us. Some, something uh, happens beyond our control. And we sit there and we say, why is this happening? Listen, that, that is part of living as a human in this world around us. But there is some pain that you and I can control. And that's what we're going to talk about today, friends. You and I have a choice between one pain or another. Pain of obeying parents now or the consequences later of which I learned when I destroyed the new pair of pants, right? Had to run around naked for how long, Mom? No, I'm just kidding. Pain of studying now or the pain of retaking the class again. We've all felt that pain. Well, some of us, not my wife. Pain of saying no to temptations now or the pain of beating addiction later, right? The pain of living within your means 
or the pain of climbing out of debt later. Once you understand, we're all going to feel this from time to time. So our big decision today for, the, for all of you that are here is that we are going to choose the pain of discipline over the pain of regret. That's what we're going to talk about in the, in the few moments that we have today. We want to look at Paul and what he said about the reality of the life that we live in and the pain that we so often endure in this world. He says here in Romans 7, 5 to 19, he talks about, he says, I don't really understand myself. And I believe a lot of us can, under, can, can relate to what Paul is saying. I don't really understand myself for what I want, for, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. He says in verse 18, I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyways. He's saying there's a lot of pain in life. There's a lot of things that we're going to endure, and I'm trying to do the right thing, but, but I just can't seem to manage it. In verse 24, he said, oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? He says today, I want to do what's right, but I just can't do it. And I'm ashamed and I'm so embarrassed by the life that, 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 that I live. But I love this because in verse 25, he says, but thanks be to God who delivers me through Christ Jesus, our Lord. So I want to tell you, friends, we're going to have pain. And we're going to be ashamed at times. We're going to have things that we battle because we have this sin nature in our lives. But with Christ's help, we can do that. Not by our own power, but by the power of God that's living inside of us that creates discipline. It creates a better way and a better plan. Now, today we will choose discipline over regret. And what we're going to do is we're going to look at Paul's journey today. We're going to watch his growth today as he learned to tap in to the power of Christ. What I want to do is I love what he likens this life that we live here and how we should live it for Christ. He says in 1 Corinthians 9.24, he says, Don't you realize that in a race everyone runs? Did you understand that? You and I are all running the race, but only one person gets the prize. So run to win. You know, my wife is very competitive in everything. And she only ever wants to play to win. And in fact, she says second place is the first loser. And I've learned a lot about my wife. And like, she'll compete over like silly things. You know, and she wants me to stop. And, and so you, you will find if you ever are doing anything with my wife, she really wants to win. That's when I realized that, that I would marry her is when I started having her join in on all the, the extracurricular um, games and activities with the youth group and all these different people. She was really good. And I was like, can I marry you right now? Because I want to be a winner like you. And so no one runs the race to get second place. We all run to win, and we should have that desire. We should have the desire to be successful and focus and intensity and power. He, he goes on to say in 1 Corinthians 9.25, all athletes are disciplined in their training. All athletes are disciplined in their training. If you're going to win, you must choose what you want most over what you want now. 
I'm going to say that again so, so you understand that. We, in order to win, are going to choose what we want most over what we want now. What do I mean by that? What I want most is to be in tip-top shape, is to be strong. What I want most, right, is to be fit. But what I want now is to sleep in and eat pizza, right? What I want now is to to sleep. You and I have to choose what we want most over what we want now. It's called discipline. Discipline in, in our training. Listen, the root word for disciple is actually the same root word that creates the word discipline. And the the root word for discipline is the same word that creates the word disciple. We are disciples of Jesus. Did you know that? Which means we are disciplined as disciples. Fruit of the Spirit is called self-control. We have to live this life different than everybody else because we're fighting for what we want most, not what we want now. Paul goes on to say in verse 25, at the end of verse 25, he, say, he says, all athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. How many of you guys have played soccer or any sport and you get a, you get a nice little trophy, right? A plastic trophy. That will fade away very quickly. But as Jesus followers, we run this race to win the eternal prize, which is heaven and with Christ Jesus. There, something that really matters. Now, I want to tell you what Paul was talking about. He was talking about a race in his own time that he was was speaking about that was really important in the day and age that he lived. There was this this race known as the Isthmian Games, and it was kind of like the Olympics to them. And what they would do is they, they would come and these athletes would go through 10 months of training where they would put their bodies under this strict training reg- regimen where they eat and they sleep and they, they, they put their bodies in real cold temperatures and really hot temperatures to get used, used to what they're going to endure in this race. And so he's talking about this race and he says here in Hebrews 12.1, he says, you run the race that's marked out for you. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. So he says here, in order to run the race, in order to actually win and be first place, which is the reason why you discipline your body and run this race, in order to do that, you really need to strip off everything that you have in order to win. And and what he was talking about is these people would actually strip off all of their clothing, everything that they have, and they would run completely naked in this race so that nothing would hinder their speed. And um, and it's interesting because as I was kind of reading up on this, you find that of all of these men are out there completely naked running this race. And let me, if that's the case, I'm going to be in first place by the time that's over. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to do everything I can. And so we see here, Paul is trying to get us to understand this picture of anything that would weigh us down. And in a spiritual sense, any sin that would weigh us down, we need to remove in our lives. We need to step away from it so that it does not hinder our ability to win. And we are running to win a prize that will never spoil, never tarnish, and never fade. I want to encourage you, it's valuable today that you run this race well with discipline. Now, I want to have, I have two application questions for you. Number one, what do you want most? I think today you need to decide and write it down in your worship guide. What is it that you want most in life? Because that'll dictate where you're headed. 
That'll dictate the, hopefully the decisions that you make today to get you to win the race, the thing that you most want in your life. You know, if it's to take God seriously and get close to him, you, you, there's some things that you're going to need to do today. If, if, it's, if it's a goal of getting in better shape, you got to get busy working in, in towards that. If you want to quit smoking, there's things that you need to Im, 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 uh, put into place today that will help you to quit smoking in the future, right? If you want financial f- um, freedom, there are things that you're going to have to pay off today that are going to help you do that. If you want a stronger marriage, if you want better intimacy, there are tools and things that you need to Im- implement today to help you get there. Some of you need to change a lot of things, a bunch of things. And what I would tell you to do is take the thing that you want most and work towards that because you will find re- results in that. And in those results, that will help you deal with all of the other things that you are trying to change in your life. Now, the second question is, what do you need to choose now to achieve what you most want? What do you need to choose now to achieve what you most want? Now, friends, we are disciplined people. At the Fountains Fellowship, we have set up multiple resources for you to be able to be successful in the things that you want most. If you want to grow closer to God, we believe that growing people change. You can Get on version on, on, on your app and begin to follow along our Bible reading that we do every year. You can pull up multiple uh, different um, lessons and things that you can read every day to begin to go and grow in Christ. You can come to worship on a Sunday morning. We believe that you do not forsake the house of God, and it's the best way to start your week is to come to church. It's, it's a priority to us. We see God in, in, in our worship. We see God in prayer. If you want to make a difference in the world, we're asking and giving you an opportunity to invest and invite in other people. This is another core value that found people find people. That when you are found in Jesus, you, all that you want to do is tell people about what God has done for you. You share your story with other people. We believe that save people serve people. That means when you look and act like Jesus to the world around you, it changes them. All of a sudden, they're like, wow, why would this person go out of their way for me? It's because save people, serve people. We want to set that example. If you want to get out of debt, in the month of February, we're going to have a financial class uh, for, for three weeks that, that shows you how to be financially responsible, how to get out of debt, how to do things to set yourself up to live generously out of the overflow. We believe that you can't outgive God. When you put your finances and your life in God's hands, it produces results. You might say you want to get in a better shape. Listen, we have representatives here from Camp Gladiator where you have a personal trainer with you every day to help you be successful. It's a great plan, and multiple people in our church implement that every day of their work week so they can be healthy and whole physically. And if you're struggling with that, we have an awesome doctor in our church at Gateway Chiropractic that you can go to and learn how to be healthy and get off your medications and start living a healthy life. Friends, we have resources here for all of your needs to be successful. And the most important thing, if you want to have a great marriage, great relationships, we have free 
um, counseling that we can help you grow in your relationship to your spouse and your relationship to your coworkers, to your children. All of these things we have offered and given you an opportunity. Why? Because we believe that God has a great plan for your life. And we want to help you get there. And we're going to provide every resource to do that. Some of your relationships are just messed up. And you need to take your kids and drop them off at the grandparents' house. And you need to go to an NIB conference. I mean, that's the best thing that that, that we can do is get out of town, go do something, go to an NIB. What does NIB mean? Naked in bed conference for the whole weekend. Yeah, you're married. You just need to get away from the kids. You're welcome. That is going to help you this weekend as you talk to your spouse. Someone say amen. We're going to, I'm like, praise God on that one. Choose the pain of discipline or you will experience the pain of regret. So how are you and I going to achieve what we want most? Paul says here, so I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. I am disciplining my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should do. Now, how are we going to do this? Let me give you three quick points. Number one, we're going to have purpose in every step that we make. Did you know that preachers are human too? Do you know that it's very important that I run the race every step of the way with with Jesus? And, and, And every moment I have to go to Jesus and say, Jesus, I need you in this moment to help me be the man I need to be. Did you know that I will never not need Christ? See, this is the one thing that I know that a lot of people don't know, that in every area of my life, I need Jesus in that area. Because if I leave him out of that area, I'm in trouble. I'm making bad decisions. I'm not walking with God. I'm not listening to his voice. I'm, I'm not doing what I need to do. And I need his power, and I need his strength, and I need his ability every day as I wake up in the morning and say, God, I want to be used by you. I surrender what I want, and I say, God, I'm going to do what you want me to do. Friends, uh, you don't reach this place in this world where you've got it all together and you know everything, and no longer do you need Jesus. As soon as you begin to think that, you are already in error, And I just want to encourage you. I need that. And number three, you need to retrain your brain. You know, if you want a good yard, if you want a beautiful grass, if you want beautiful grass in your yard, every day you're going to be faced with a decision. You're going to get out of your car, and the fastest route from your car to the front door is right through the middle of your grass. And if you walk there just on one day, oh, it's not going to hurt the grass. It'll be fine. But the next day, it'll be easier to walk that same path. And when you first started out with wanting beautiful grass, now you look back months after and you see this horrible line through your grass because you chose what you wanted now and you, and you forgot what you wanted most was a beautiful grass, uh, beautiful yard for all your neighbors to enjoy. I want to tell you, we got to retrain our brain. You know, your brain in that moment has created what they would call a neural pathway. You and I need to focus on Jesus and begin to train our brain and produce this neural pathway that says, I am focusing on what I want most, not what I want now. What is it, friends, that you want now? We choose what we want most over what we want now. I must choose daily choices that conform me to the image of Christ. 
With every purpose and every step, we're training our bodies. If you go out and eat chicken every day because you love it, like me, and you could go to Babe's Chicken right after church, and you could go by Babe's tomorrow for lunch, and you could go do all of these things, it will continually create this pathway that says it's okay. However, Babe's will put you in, in, in a coffin very soon because you constantly eat things that are unhealthy. You have to decide and discipline yourself that even though that's probably one of your favorite things in the world, you cannot do that. And, and as you say no to that and yes to healthy living and healthy eating, it creates this thing in your brain that allows you, by the power of God, to say no to that and yes to good things. You can do the same thing with finances. The shortest distance between you and a new something is called debt. Do you hear that? The shortest distance between, between, between you and... And that new something is called debt. We must say no to that so that we can get out of debt and, and, and reap the benefits of being generous when God asks us to be generous. Same thing goes with lust. Listen, I'm a pastor. I can go to the mall tomorrow and see some girl wearing inappropriate clothes. And i got to make a decision. The fastest thing is to go ahead and look and take notice. But the thing that I'm trying to train my brain and my heart is to say I value my wife. I value purity in my life. I value and I'm responsible to my children to set a good example and to the church that God has blessed me with. Where I, I can't do that. I have to make a decision that even though I have a sinful nature, I'm going to say no to that and yes to the discipline that God has given me so that I can be the man of God that I need to be. Listen, every day I have to wake up and say, the Christ in me is stronger than the wrong desires. Christ in me, friends, today is stronger than the wrong desires that I feel. We must choose discipline over regret. And every day we have a decision to make. You know, friends, I want (laughs) to, I will not be the father that says, I wish I had spent more time with my children. Regret is no fun. And the older you get, the more you feel the sting of regret. I will not be the, 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 the husband who says um, that if I'd only checked those lustful thoughts, I wouldn't have lost my marriage. I'll not be late in my life and, and think to myself, if I'd only taken care of my body, I wouldn't be dealing with this sickness. Every day we make a decision. And this is an amazing year for you and I. And for the people of this community. Because I believe as we choose discipline over regret. If we choose what we want most over what we want now. It will begin to produce amazing results. And listen to this. If you don't do something now about that which you want most. That will very likely become your greatest regret. Very likely friends. I want to close with this story this morning, and um, I don't know, I'm a big fan of the Olympics, and I know we kind of talked a little bit about that, but in the 2006 Winter Olympics in Torino, I'm sure a lot of you watched it, there was a, uh, a snowboarder named Lindsey Jacob Ellis, and I remember watching this on TV, 
And uh, she was in this race, uh, which was brand new at the time, called Snowboard Cross. And it's kind of like motocross, and you go up and you jump these jumps, and it's, it's a race between four people. And and, but in this case, she's on a snowboard. And um, she's there, and she made the final race against, four, against three other ladies in the gold medal final round. And they end up taking off, and all four of them are neck and neck. Well, all of a sudden, two of the people crash, and she somehow gets by. And the last uh, girl was way behind her. And all she had to do was get to the finish line. And And what I want you to do is I want you to watch this quick video. And this is an example today of the regret that comes when we forget about discipline and we live in the moment. Check it out. Like I said, all she wanted was the whole shot, and she could just run with it. Exactly. Oh! Jacob Ellis goes down. Jacob Ellis goes down. A shocker on the home stretch. Tanya Frieden of Switzerland grabs the gold, and Jacob Ellis gets the silver. Looking back, assessing the gap, and dude, right there, dude, she did a she did a method, celebratory, perhaps. Right, right yeah. there, she torques the board out, pulls it out in front of her. She goes down on her heels. That's what happened. She didn't land flat base. She landed on her heels. She she just went down on a showboat trick. Second to last yeah. jump, and she goes down on a showboat trick. You know the sad reality is. She will always feel regret because she had the win. She had the gold medal. And uh, it's crazy because they interviewed her. And they actually show her parents, too, as they're watching her so far in the lead that you can't even really see the, the, the person behind her. And the dad sees her fall down after trying to showboat and do a trick. And you see his face. He just goes down, and he just cannot believe it. And I remember at that moment watching it, feeling so bad for this person. And they interviewed her. And and it says Jacob Ellis later gave this simple explanation for her behavior. She said, I was caught up in the moment. I was caught up in the moment. And I lost sight of the prize. I lost sight of what was most important in my life, all that I've trained for, all that I've worked hard for, all that I've tried to do right was gone in a moment because she traded what she wanted most for what she wanted now, which was just showboat. You know, friends, you and I live in a world today, and we are guilty of this ourselves, in living in the moment of just whatever comes our way. We're just going to do whatever comes our way. We're going to live our own lives. We're going, to, we're, going to, we're going to get up. We're going to eat whatever we want. We're going to work out when we feel like it. When we don't, we're going to sleep in. We're going to, we're going to say yes to this and no to this. And we're just going to go through life. And, and, and the reality of that is it leads you nowhere. And it leads you more than that with the pain of regret in, for all the decisions that you didn't make. All the decisions that you could have made. All the decisions that you have given resources and ample opportunity to make. And we see in this case of a snowboarder that so desperately wanted gold but forgot about the gold that was right in front of her. 
because she was lost in the moment. What I want to tell you this day is that you are here on purpose and for a purpose. And certainly you're going to have to choose which pain to endure. But the pain of discipline will always equal life. Will always equal a good reward for the hard work and labor that you have put into it. And I believe the Lord has asked us in this year to go out and reach people. It's painful to have an opportunity to speak to somebody about Jesus, to tell them your story. Because, like, what am I going to say? What am I going to do? How am I going to speak? I don't know the Bible very well. I don't know what to say. It's painful in that moment. But the pain of regret for not saying something is horrible, friends. And I want to pray for you today. Because for some of us in here, we have not had any discipline in our life. What Jesus has done is he came and died on the cross. God sent him down to live a a sinless life, to die on the cross for our sins so that now we can be restored in relationship with him and have a relationship with him and ultimately go to heaven. And for some of you, you missed out on that. You've not really taken, making a decision. And the reason why you know that is because you have no discipline in your life. Friends, we've all been there. We've all been there, that place where we've said, God, we we're just messed up. We've, we've made bad decisions, and I, we want to come back to you. We want to come to you and allow you to come change our lives. This is what Paul understood in the Word of God. He said, listen, I don't do what I want to do, and I try to do right, but I always do wrong. And he said, but you know what? When Christ came in, when God came into my life, all of a sudden I now had the power and ability to say no to the things I shouldn't say, I should say no to, and yes to all the good things that God wants for me. And I know you're here today because you want God to bless your life. I know that you're here today because God's way is better than your way or or you would be at home right now sleeping in. And I love it that Jesus' way is better than my way. I want you to bow your heads with me this morning. If you are here and you've never asked Jesus in your heart or maybe you've been far from Jesus because you've been living your own life, we are gonna say a prayer together collectively. And I believe as you say that, Jesus will come in and begin to speak to you and fill your life with hope and joy and peace like never before. We as a church will walk with you, give you a Bible, get you training, get you resourced up to be disciplined and run this race well for a victory. Let us pray together. And I want everyone in this room to repeat after me. Say, dear Jesus, I believe there's a heaven And I believe there is a hell. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for me. And he rose again to save me from all of my sins and save me from hell. I know that I'm a sinner and I've hurt you and I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I ask you, Jesus, to come into my life and save my soul. I trust you to be my personal Savior. In your name I pray. Friends, if you were here and you've prayed that for the first time, or maybe you've prayed it um, before a long time ago, but now you've rededicated your life on your connection card, it is vital this morning that you fill that out and put on there, I received Jesus as my personal Savior today. Because we want to follow up with you.
We want to help you. We want to bring life to your life and, and, and teach you how to follow Jesus. And Jesus will come in and do great things. I want you to keep your heads bowed with me this morning because I want to pray for those of you that know there is an area in your life right now that is out of control, that is completely undisciplined, and that you are living with a lot of regret today. You're living with a lot of shame in your life. You're living with a lot of, I, sh- I shoulda, coulda, woulda. I-, 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 I messed up. I made a mistake. Maybe you've got a relationship that's broken, that is ungodly. And Jesus is saying, man, you need, to, you need to discipline yourself and get out of that situation. Maybe for some of you, you are in debt up to your eyeballs. And you are looking around and you can't get out of you can't get your head above water and you're like lord i need some discipline and i believe friends today's your day for that maybe some of you are here struggling with an addiction and it started off with one little puff it started off with one bad relationship and now you are addicted and you can't see a way out of it jesus is here to meet you today he's dealt with that sin and he wants to deal with your life and bring discipline and life to you today Let me pray for you this morning. If that's you, I just, I really want you to have a moment with Jesus this morning where he comes in and fills you with hope today. Dear Lord, I pray for your people today that Lord Jesus, that they would receive your power by the power of the Holy Spirit, that they would receive your love, that they would receive your life today, that they would receive courage, that they can do it today with you, Jesus. That without you, we are nothing, but with you, we have all the resources we need for success. God, we, we just give you our lives today, whatever it is. Right now where you're at, just, just in your heart to Jesus, speak that, that thing that needs to come under the control and power of Jesus today. Jesus, give us power. In your name, give us power, God. Heal our lives. Set us free, Jesus, today in those areas. We thank you for this. You know, we've got people up here today that would like to pray for you. When we're finished here, if you have anything that you need prayer, if you need healing for your body, if you need encouragement, if you need hope, if you need to pray for a a member or somebody that's in the hospital, somebody hurt. I know we have people in our church that are suffering with illness, with things that you need God to come in and bring healing to you. We have people up here that want to pray for you. So as soon as my wife is finished, I don't want you to miss an opportunity today to have pastors that love you, that can agree with you that God's going to do miracles in your life. We are honored to be able to serve you, friends, today. We know that God wants to be real in your life. So if you have any questions, please let us know. We will be outside at the First Steps table. We want to be there for you, to support you, to give you answers, and help you come to life. Amen? Everybody say amen. That's all we have for this time. Come back next week for part four of I Choose. Have a blessed one.